I'm Piero O'Shea, the host of tonight's Membership Voice webinar, and it's now my very great pleasure to introduce John Clements. A brief intro, John is a past Apexian with 22 years' experience with that organisation. He's been with Rotary since 2004, has been president of two Rotary clubs, including most significantly, of course, the Rotary Nomads, married to Louise, has two sons, two granddaughters. Over to you, John. Thank you very much, Kerry. It's a pleasure to have a go at this, and I hope we get a few more people uh, online. But I know that I know it's being recorded, and people will uh, will have a look at it in due course. Uh, and thanks, Kerry, for all you do for Rotary and uh, membership, etc. Over time, and especially at the moment, the way things are going with um, with Zoom, etc. Uh, so I'm going to tell you a bit about the nomads. We've been using Zoom, which is the new in thing, for, uh, for quite a while now. The Rotary E-Club of Australian Nomads began as a satellite club of the Rotary Club of Jindalee, uh, suburb of Brisbane. It's District 9360. Uh, we began in the middle of 2014. Eleven members were inducted, three members in person at the Jindalee Club that night, eight online from New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia. This slide shows the club in March 2015, where we celebrated our charter in Broken Hill. The idea, I think, first came from a chap called Bob Lemon and three members of the Rotary Club of Jindalee, Russ, who I think is in the audience here tonight, Russ Higginbotham, Chris Hopkins and Paul Curnow, started putting things together. You can see everyone acting a bit strange with their fingers and various poses. They're the only sensible one in the audience up on the second from the left is, is myself. At our charter, we had, in 2015, March, in Broken Hill, we had 26 members. At the moment, we've got well over 50. And there, the, those little icons there indicate where our members live. And there is a fair cluster in southeast Queensland. And we're not on the road all the time. Most of us have homes, while a few are much more mobile in their vans and motorhomes, although not at the moment, obviously. Um, the average age of a nomad is in the early 60s, and 90% of the members own an RV. Uh, that's certainly not a prerequisite, though. Our club meets online weekly using Zoom, uh, and we can get up to 40 members present. We have a pretty standard meeting agenda. Yes, speakers who are very pleased to be able to do it from their own study or lounge room. We have reports, general business, and so on. That screen was taken at a Christmas meeting a year or two ago, as you can tell by all the uh, Christmas hats. We're one of the few clubs where you can attend in your PJs, and we even have members in bed whilst attending meetings, and that's exactly where I am at the moment, lying in bed, delivering this uh, communication, which is a very vital part of our club, as everyone's scattered all over Australia, often not the home base. Uh, we've got a club coordinator who I think is in the audience tonight, Jeff St. Clair. He's still there to assist with technical aspects. And when someone first expressed interest in joining, they're allocated a mentor who, if need be, will go through the Zoom technicalities. We have an online travel calendar. You can see there uh, somewhere up the top left. Keeps track of where members are. And our weekly club meetings are always preceded by a detailed agenda and followed by a weekly newsletter. We still meet weekly. And we use Facebook, a 
fair bit that a number of our members do. We've got a public page and a closed page. We promote the nomads wherever we go, wherever we can. Uh, the public Facebook page is great for advertising what we do and where we're going. It's got well over 300 members and it's still growing. We've got a uniform coordinator. We, because we travel a lot, members visit many clubs, not just Rotary. We, uh, I've used this PowerPoint before or variations of it at, at face-to-face clubs and all these items are viewable on our very comprehensive website, which is very much the offspring and much-loved product of Jeff St. Clair. I hope you're still there, Jeff. The biggest free advertising we have is our lifestyle. We travel around the country in our RVs, still part of Rotary and assist the communities we visit. We, most of us have nomad stickers on our cars and RVs. In 2018, in June, I spoke at the International Convention in Toronto about the nomads and e-clubs in general. And uh, you may have guessed it, I was in bed at Norman where I live. It was 2 o'clock in the morning and it went down quite well, especially with the four members of our club who were in the audience. And they gave hurrah when I mentioned their names. There were actually 300 people at that, at that uh, breakout session. Uh, service working projects, like all Rotary clubs and Lions clubs, have challenge to engage members in service and that's steadily involved. We didn't quite know how it was going to work but we've managed to find projects for individuals at home and on the road, um, small and large groups, especially in southeast Queensland. All projects are board approved and appear in this online spreadsheet. We have lots of different service projects that, that, um, that evolve. Our donations in kind, which is popular in a few districts. The drought appeal in, in Queensland is significant or has been significant. At uh, one stage in the middle there, you can see we supported Fergie's for the bush, where our mobile members man stands at the Sydney Easter Show, the Ecker, uh, which is the Brisbane Show, and other locations around the place. We support many other Rotary clubs in their endeavours from both our district and other parts of Australia. You can see four there, which I think all happen to be in 9630. We also support those of my legs in the top left. The Rotary Club of Cowanville Sunrise, we've sold a lot of those pairs of socks around the place. That's a project that raises funds and awareness for prostate cancer. You can see that Thomas, the tank engine fund run down on the left with the Rotary Club of Emerald. That's another couple that we, and we support. A car show in Pakenham, uh, Lockyer Valley uh, in Queensland. Um, there's more camp oven festival in Milmerin, Milmerin show. A big one is our Rotary Dine Out, Rotary, uh, Royal Fly Doctor Service Rotary Dine Out. That was a nomad project which raised a considerable amount of funds for the Royal Flying Doctor Service, which makes a bit of sense with our members all over Australia. Most members of our club or a small group of members, and this happened four or three years in a row, Organised some form of dining event or something similar and collected donations from those people attending. It was also recognised as the best project. We won the project award in the 2017-18 year. Uh, there's Jeff on the bottom left. It wasn't necessarily dining. Um, our Horsham member got 800 bucks from a bowls night, and um, other people had morning teas, etc. Up on the left there, you can see. The 
and the Melbourne Marin Camp Oven Festival. A thousand vans gather all in the one spot at Melbourne by annually, uh, every second year for the Australian Camp Oven Festival. And we go along with, or a few of our members go along for up to a week and get paid for servicing the amenities block. Blocks, um, there's several of them, which um, is not the uh, the best task to do. We own, on the top right you can see a slide there, it's actually a golf cart, but we're not allowed to call it that. I can't even remember what we're supposed to call it. But that moves around the site with all the cleaning gear. And down the bottom right you can see, and I haven't mentioned it yet, but our happy hours have become uh, something of legend. The Jody Lee Foundation, based in South Australia, helps in the fight against bowel cancer. The last few years, the nomads have travelled to locations in South Australia and Victoria to take part in a two-day, 80-kilometre foundation treks. Several of our members have joined the walkers and and trekked and done that trek, and other members have manned the various rest and food stations, as you can see on the top left, along the um, along the trek. Over the period of time that we've been involved, the and there's been hundreds of thousands of dollars in the fight for bowel cancer raised through sponsorship collected by walkers and so on. Bottom left there, you can see four of our members enjoying a well-earned beverage afterwards, and the slide on the bottom right is Victor Harbour at the base of the bluff where the trek finished one year, can't remember which year, probably 17, 2017 in May, and then obviously that trek this year, which was going to have been in Kaipai Forest in Adelaide has been postponed, like everything else. For several years now, we've donated over $20,000 to lots of different groups, a total of 20000 It's hard to believe. We, at the start, we weren't really sure how it was going to go, but it's been terrific. As well as donating money, we've done, people have been involved in bottom left there. You can see Blazeaid, and most of you will know what that is. In the middle of left there is Kalpuram Station. It's a station on the river in South Australia, on the Murray River, where it's um, where you just go and do a bit of service, a bit like Blazo. And our craft stuff is legend. It's easy to sit at home and and knit, sew, etc., etc. Our club motto is helping hands across the land, and craft has been, is still, and in the next few months will be a significant feature of the club. I'm coming in service director and I can't see much else that will go on except the uh, the craft stuff. It allows members wherever you are, wherever they are, to make their own contribution. Things like knitting trauma teddies, crocheting rugs for nursing homes. We often give away rugs and that's what happened in the bottom right slide there. I think that was in Alice Springs. And perhaps we gave some rugs to the Royal Flying Doctor for uh, dispersal however they wanted. And knitting primmy baby beanies, sewing gowns for stillborns, and much more. And we're, we're even working hard at getting the blokes involved in that. My claim to fame is the, uh, the home brew, and that's a craft. At our musters, we usually have a fundraiser such as Australia's Biggest Morning Tea, and you'd all know about that. And we have a craft school. And a lot of it is about learning new skills. We have a crafters expo every couple of years at the Grant from Butter Factory in South East Queensland. It's a huge event for the club. Uh, it's a big money spinner. I reckon we've 
made a profit of five grand in the last two times that's been held. Craft demonstrations, workshop, guest speakers, stall holders. That's a fantastic part of the, of the show at the moment. Craft at Bostock, that's a local thing for the southeast Queenslanders. Happens at Bostock House in Brisbane, which is a Rotary owned or leased. I think it's owned by Rotary now, by that district. Card making, jewellery making, all sorts of stuff happens. That's usually held now on the last Wednesday of each month for Rotarians and non-Rotarians. And uh, people pay the Rotary Nomads to take part in that. Most people know about Days for Girls. We've done that pretty well for the last three years at least, I reckon. And Louise Lemon there, I mentioned Louise's husband Bob as the initiator of this club, or one of the initiators. She's handing over 70 Days for Girls kits to a rep from the Institute of Urban Indigenous Health, and that's been a success of our club. Each November, and this is another one which is pretty becoming pretty common, it's in the bag, each November we certainly get involved in that. It involves providing women in need with new or used handbags, containing personal care and sanitary items, and our Noman members, friends and many others collect, donate, purchase items for these bags. We've got a couple of district grants to help the, the purchase of that stuff, and in 2018 and 19 we collected over 400 bags each year throughout Australia. One of the things that Louise, my wife, and I did was go around to all the local op shops and plead and et cetera, et cetera, and one in particular, a guarantee if they didn't sell a handbag within a week, then we could have it, and we got quite a lot by doing that. It's something that we can do when we gather together in musters, and um, it's a terrific help to people. I mentioned musters a couple of times. We had a muster um, in the middle. We have a muster in the middle of the year for our changeover. You people in the audience in a face-to-face club have a changeover which takes three or four hours. Ours can take a week or ten days when you have all the happy hours and all that sort of stuff. But I came in president, I reckon, and Jeff went out as president in Berry, in South Australia, and there we are. I reckon that's at Calperum Station. It is because the Calperum Station directors on the far left of that photo, and I've forgotten his name, Dick Cuddle. At the bottom, Henley on Trod. Most of you probably heard about that in Alice Springs once a year. It was cancelled once because the riverbed had water in it, but we made our own boat, if you can call it a boat, if you look at that, and took part in some of the races or and had a bit of fun. That was a uh, – we helped them in the three days prior uh, with setting up, et cetera, et cetera, that handling on Todd Regatta takes thousands of man-hours, and uh, we had, I reckon, 20 people there from our club helping and, and getting involved. The musters are the most enjoyable feature of our club, and we have that main muster each year, but we also have other musters, and there's one in the Grampians with the sort of southern half of our club, and Bribey Island with the northern half, and you can tell which one's the southern half by all the get-up they've got on, the clothes, in November. The Grampians are cold, and and... The Queenslanders have all got just shirts and so on on. And there again you can see one of our banners with the club motto, helping hands across the lands. We, having 50-something members at the moment, we obviously 
inducted, have inducted a few over time. We've certainly lost a few over time as well that people leave for various reasons. As with normal clubs, as with face-to-face clubs, but we we have a, a new member booklet which gets emailed out or uh, to new members, a member orientation booklet, which is um, a, a reasonably significant publication, and I think most of that work probably was done by Jeff. Interestingly enough, at the moment too, we have a DG elect, a member of our club, Patrice Robinson. Every new member, whether they've been in Rotary before or not, and we do get some members that haven't been in Rotary before, as a mentor appointed, and the first thing that happens is a Zoom orientation if needed. It's a simple enough thing once you get a handle on it, but if you don't know anything about it, it can take a bit to get your head around. It is very gratifying at the moment to see so many other clubs using Zoom and our members being involved in helping those clubs and people like Kero. As with Many Rotary clubs, we have a lot of ad hoc committees which we form. We allocate jobs to as many members as possible so that they can feel involved. At the moment, I'm not on the board, but I'm responsible for organising a tag-along trip, which is coming up in June before our changeover. Well, it was. We're going to go from collecting people as we went along from Gerildery up to Esk, where our changeover was going to be held and we just recently decided with the times the way they are that we're going to do that that meeting by zoom at our previous changeovers not everyone gets there of course so we've had zoom for those people that just want to turn into the handover changeover whichever way you call it at the time one of our best initiatives, and you can see the Joker there, is Joker's Wild. People pay 30 bucks or however long, two or three months. You don't have any other dinner fees or fines, etc. Um, obviously, although it costs us a bit to go to the Musters. But the Joker is a card game, 52 cards, 50, count the Joker 53 on a, on a board, which you can just see the corner of there. And each week, a couple of people, the name gets drawn out of a hat or currently a wheel. And when you pick the Joker, jackpots each week, and it jackpotted not all that long ago for 800 bucks, which means the club pocketed 800 bucks as well at that time. That's been a big money spinner for us and is a good way that we've been able to keep our per capitas down quite well. We also break down the distance barrier by giving all members the opportunity to speak regularly at meetings, and some people like that, like there, are a bit. They're not keen to do it, but we get most people having a go. We have lots of opportunities where you rotate the chair. We have something called Behind the Badge where people talk about a bit about themselves and what they've done over their lives. We have travel reports. We have Why I Live Where I Live. Members tell us about how things have evolved and why they actually live where they live. And they're not the only ones, but that's just a few. And we have, um, it's, I haven't heard one for a while, but we have 30 second news where members give a brief update of what they've been up to, especially significant things. And, and so on. And that, ladies and gentlemen, um, there's, that's the stuff I was just talking about. I was a bit behind there, but there's guides to what you can talk about 
over on the right, the Travel Talk Ideas, and on the left, the Wild Liver I Live. And, and that right there, and it looks like Evan Burrell. But uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Some questions. Where should we start? Now, this is, this is a, a question that we've had put to us in EWA. Why no fines? Surely that's a, a conventional thing that, that Rotary clubs do. Why don't the Nomads have fine sessions? Well, we, I guess, right at the start, we found it just difficult to, you know, you'd have to put the money in the the account in the one of our council service account or the admin account, and it just was a bit hard at the start. We've never really seen the need for it. There are a lot of, there are some clubs now that just don't have fines anymore. Clubs that have started up recently don't have them. It's a pretty old Rotary tradition. However, when we have a muster, we seem to have a fine session most nights at the happy hours when we're sitting around, and they seem to be fairly hefty or heavy. So the fact that you haven't been fined at 50 club meetings throughout the year means you've got a few bob in your kick, and fines still happen in a um, pretty positive way at our uh, happy hours and musters. So they, so they become something social rather than a ritual that has people wriggling. Yes. Thanks, mate. Going through that slideshow, you, you guys do a phenomenal amount of service work. A hard-working crew obviously enjoys it all. How many major service events would you have in any given sort of rotary year? Well, dozens of minor ones. People do service in their own communities. I take a trailload of rubbish from an op shop probably once a week and different people do different things individually. We seem to collect lots of service hours. One thing that I didn't mention which was significant and it's only happened once was we had a group of 15 or so people and this, these things are planned a long way ahead. We went to the Mount Isa Rodeo, Rodeo, however you pronounce it, two or three years ago in August, same time actually as the Henley on Todd Regatta. We were flat out for three days. They gave us $5,000. They didn't give it to us. We earned it well and truly. It was probably about $1.50 a man hour. But putting a number on... We have two or three bigger ones that are organised well ahead, a long way ahead, but lots of little ones, lots of donations in kind stuff, working bees for the craft stuff. Really hard to answer that question with a a direct number, Caro. That was a pretty good answer, though, mate. Flowing on from that, flowing on from that in dollar terms, and say in a typical year, how much money for good works would the, would the nomads raise? It's built up over time, and again, we I don't we didn't have much idea how it would work at the start, but those significant amounts, the camp oven festival, it was we earned uh, quite a few dollars. The Milmerin show, cleaning the toilets there as well. We have given away. The last three years, at least over 20,000. There's a few odds, uh, you know, we, we, 
there's a lot of costs, just like a normal face-to-face club that, you know, costs 300 bucks for a, a Zoom licence and so on and so on. A lot of that money comes from the uh, Jokers Wild, etc. We turned over, when I was president, Phil Hughes is still the treasurer, we turned over over $30,000 that year, which is reasonably significant, especially for a club like ours. Thanks, mate. Looking at the great work you do and the, and the funds you raise, obviously there's a fair bit of work involved in organising that and then the hands-on stuff to actually deliver it. You have, you mentioned you have over 50 members, which is great, but obviously there's a dispersal there. Looking at the at your, at your, at your overall community, as well as those 50-plus members, how many associates, partners and volunteers can you typically call on? Well, that too is uh, hard to quantify. My wife's not a member, but she's always there helping when musters and when I'm around. We do have some couple members like Jeff and Laurel you can see on the screen. Another, um, you can see Sue St. Clair on the screen there. Her husband, Doug, is not a member of our club but a member of another club. So we call on lots of different people at different times, partners who aren't Rotarians, friends. We did have at one stage a group of a small group of people in a club we called the Friends of Rotary who didn't want to actually join but got involved in different working bees. So we just uh, call on people as we see the need. I haven't been to a craft morning at Bostock House, but I can I understand that there are a number of people, ladies especially, that go along there who are not who are not Rotarians who assist in all the craft stuff. Thanks, John. E-clubs, from our experience in Western Australia, e-clubs typically get most of their of their recruits as, as transfers from other clubs. What's the experience of the nomads? Are most of your uh, new folk transferees or do you get a lot of new rotarians? We get a lot of transferees. We have some new people to Rotary. It's hard without having a look at a list. I don't know if Jeff wanted to pop in there, but we do have new people. We have been, for example, before our club existed, Jeff was a Rotarian, but Laurel wasn't. Mm-hmm. Coming into this club, Laurel has joined. I think I can say the same for Sue St. Clair in front of us there as well. We've got, it's hard to know how many new people. Uh, Jeff, can you, um, can you answer that, help a bit? I think it's probably about one third of our members um, who are not transferees. Um, a lot of, the, a lot of the, that group of a third have maybe have partners in Rotary or know a little bit about it. We, we do have a few members who come in cold and we don't know anything about Rotary, but that's not the exception and the rule. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, John.
And this is a question that I've really, really sort of uh, been keen to ask since you mentioned it. You, you mentioned that you have changeovers that last a week. Okay, uh, without giving away too many, too many secrets, what, what do you do in a changeover that lasts for a week? We actually call that muster a changeover muster. Just like a face-to-face club, we have a changeover dinner or celebration which lasts three or four hours, but we call the muster a changeover muster. And so the, the, during that day, we get the venue organised. The day after, we clean up and we have tours, other service work. There's two or three people in our club that run learning sessions for tech stuff. There are people, and especially Sue in front of us here again and Laurel, teach craft, offer sessions of craft. So whilst the actual changeover only lasts similar to other changeovers, we call the muster a changeover muster and we have a happy hour every afternoon and it's fantastic. Sounds like it too. In terms of process, you mentioned that you've got a northern chapter and a southern chapter, even though it may not perhaps be official. When you induct new members, do you do it face-to-face or do you do inductions online? No, I can't think of... Maybe we had one induction at a changeover, but the rest have all been... Online, uh, you, I, I went to the, and Caro was the uh, charter president, the West Australia E-Club the other night, and you guys inducted a chap, uh, John Honeywell, I think his name was, uh, John Honey. We do that all the time. We've inducted four people in an evening. Another a significant thing is that we've given away lots of Paul Harris fellow Fellows over the years, and we gave, and we've done some of those online. We gave to uh, to a a couple who lived in somewhere in New South Wales, and someone who lived close by drove there that night with the the um, two uh, medals, and I was in my bed like I am now at Normanville. And we had a terrific Paul Harris, a couple of uh, Paul Harris awarded um, online. Anything's possible. Absolutely, absolutely. Getting back to the major events that you that you hold, a, a lot of them look like to be, look to be in partnership with other clubs. How do you develop so many relationships, or or how, how do you? Bring those sort of working relationships together with given your given your dispersal. When any, every Rotary club has got lots of contacts, when you um, the local Rotary club organises a Bunnings barbecue, you've got to talk to other people and communicate and liaise and do all that stuff that Rotarians are good at because they're Rotarians or were good at before they became Rotarians. We had 20 people at a Rotary Club of Encounter Bay meeting one night and we basically took over their meeting. We had more of us than them. It was around a Jody Lee Foundation trek 
the night before the trek started. We presented a couple of Paul Harris fellows there as well, actually. Uh, that didn't just happen overnight. That took a bit of liaison, a bit of arm twisting and so on to, to do that. Great fellowship, but just that relationship building stuff with uh, local clubs. Someone would have made a contact at uh, the Mount Isa Club for the Rodeo. I had a contact in Alice Springs for the Henley on Todd, and you just build that contact into a relationship and negotiations happen. Rotarians are very good at that. Thanks, John. You mentioned, I think it referenced to age in the early 60s, but what's the age breakup of the nomads? Um, what, what's your age range and say, say the, the, uh, the what's your age breakup? We've got uh, Bob Lemon has just had his 80th birthday. He organised 20 Rotarians and partners to go to Kenya because of a project, like a long time project's been happening there. We obviously didn't go. It was just, we would have been there now. So Bob's 80. I just I can't think who's the youngest. We've got people in their 50s. Have we got anyone in their 40s, Jeff? Nod your head, have we? I can't think. So from 50, oh, not much over 50, 50 to uh, 80 is our age range. Thanks, John. I don't, I only have one more question here, so if, if uh, we do have any more from the audience, please, please get them in. A question about, uh, because this is, this is one that my own club has been discussing. You rotate the chair to get more people involved in, in the running of your meetings and the like. Why did you opt to do that rather than having the president uh, chair meetings? That's something that evolved over time, right at the start, and you would remember Greg Fallon. You guys liaised a bit at the start of your WAE club and, and our club starting around the same time. Greg ran the show for a while. He probably perhaps got sick of it, was one, maybe one reason, or wanted to involve other people, and it was farmed out. There was a stage there where a chairperson was chairperson for a month. Now I think it's less, It's you rostered on for less than a month. And if if you're rostered on and you can't do it, you find someone else or whatever happens. So it takes a while to get through every member in our club, but we do try and involve as many people as possible on a rotating basis as well as, the, as, well as doing that chair job. Thanks, John. Well, I've come to the end of yeah, I've come to the end of my list of questions. Uh, John, that's an absolutely. I, I want to echo what uh, the comments that have been made in the in the uh, in the chat channel. That was a fabulous performance, one absolutely fabulous presentation. Bringing bringing your uh, your communication skills to bear so beautifully. So well done with that. I and do need to thank Jeff. He was the architect of that. I think I did mention it, the architect of that PowerPoint, uh, as he is with a lot of our tech stuff. It has evolved somewhat and there's a bit of poetic licence in some of it, but 
our club couldn't do without Jeff and his work. So thanks, Jeff, and thank you, everyone. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, and good night. <laughs>